Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So, Al, you want the good news or the bad news? Uh, let's, got- go, let's go glass half empty first. Bad okay. news. Not a good week for you in the picks. Yeah. That you only had seven points. You didn't do as badly as Actually, you thought. Actually, I'm surprised I had seven. Yeah, you had you got your six. You hit your top pick, and then you hit your last pick. So you had seven points. That's the bad news. Uh, you finished last in the week. The good news is you still have the overall lead. Okay. You still have the overall lead. You have 25 total points. Um, Taylor and I were very close this week. I nipped him by one point. I had 15. He had 14. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, so I just I got him by one point. I am a point behind you, Slee. You have 25. I have 24. Taylor has moved into third place, very close by with 19. And, Emily, you got half of the picks right. Unfortunately, they were in the bottom half for the most of them. Only eight points for you. You have 11 total. You're going to have to get hot over the last two weeks. Who knows? Uh, you know, second half, finish strong and then finish fast, you know? And here's the advice that I'm going to give. Um, let's not have fun and take the unders moving forward. <laughs> oh, no, not a chance. I'm never taking an under. Not not a chance. But I'll just put them not at my five and the six this time. Yeah, I was going to say, would you like to two. see where I crossed out your overs <laughs> on the uh, sheet by, here? By the way, like not having fun, that is half of the definition of slee. How did I not go with the unders? <laughs> Should have listened to you, Trev. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're the anti-fun. Damn. You like to pick the unders. Uh, they both hit along the way. Also, Travis, people are agreeing with me about my breakfast lasagna. 8 of 5 Raider says, uh, heck yes, breakfast lasagna. I've never been more disappointed in Travis the tone in your voice when you questioned Emily's pick. No, 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 no. I, I, if that was the tone that was conveyed, that was not my intent at all. I was surprised. I'd never attempted a breakfast lasagna, but I'm intrigued. Also, I, I, you well, just lasagna, let, me a little let's, let's also say lasagna at 7 in the morning. A little early for lasagna. No, it's, it's a little early. I don't for know. Lasagna. I don't know if it is, Al. That's what I'm saying. I'm intrigued by the, <laughs> the opportunity to work off all the calories as the day That's goes right. on. Cold That's right. breakfast lasagna, like a little square. You bright. It's it's more. How like, little are we talking? Like, are we talking like four by four? I would say it's like maybe the palm of my hand is the size of, it's a pretty of good lasagna. Size. I don't know. Wedge a brick of lasagna. Would, yeah, but then you just do that because it's all when it's cold. The um, layers go all together. It doesn't like soup out. Honestly, cold <laughs> lasagna is better than warm lasagna. If, you, if you're going to ask me, look, you're you're making a powerful case. I, Taylor, I'm not, say I'm something. Not judging. Damn it. I, I don't, don't know. Look I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> what about cheesecake for breakfast? How about that? That's like Clinton Yates move. I don't know if I don't. I don't need something sweet. I'm okay with sweet. I don't want cheesecake. I'm okay with sweet because of coffee right give me something sweet with a coffee a croissant something like that that's but not that's not true. cheesecake but a banana split yep <laughs> there we go <laughs> hot fudge sunday you go the rooster crows and you put a couple of scoops of ice cream and some hot fudge and some nuts and go to town i'm all in <laughs> i went to the farmer's market this weekend um and it was in mar vista and this one stand had these like tiny little pancakes it was like dutch pancakes or whatever Those they looked good. so good and then the the station next to that was um like french pastries like croissants that sure. so the woman was was french and i was like well i'm gonna spend fifty dollars on oh, both yeah. of these things but it was lovely somebody wants to help you out with your domestic life slee let's go to whittier and daniel daniel you're on with travis slee what's up 
Yo, what's happening, man? I just want to help y'all out with some domestication issues. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, really, with like the sink, all you really got to do is pour a bottle of Coke down there. Bottle of Coke carbonation, and the acidity will uh, break it all down. Even that. Slee, what do you think? Go, you gonna oh swing by Seven Eleven and grab a, a Coke? By the way, if Coke can do that, right? Like if water can't break down what you need to break down, but <laughs> Coke can. Does that not say a little bit about Coke? <laughs> yeah, but that's my I mean, gosh. So you, I, I'm sure we've all done this. Diet I, Coke can't do it, but, but you but, get the regular Coke. Third or fourth grade, I forget, maybe second grade. You do the experiment, right? When you start to lose your baby teeth, and they have everybody save one of the teeth and bring it into school, and they put it in. Uh, uh, one tooth goes into a cup of water. The other tooth goes into a cup of Coca-Cola. And they t- you pull the tooth out a few days later. Let's just say that I believe him when he says it will melt hair. <laughs> I, I, am, I remember seeing that experiment as a little kid. I am fully aware. Another Coke-related thing. So this is what my family would do. Because uh, where we go in Hilton Head, there's a lot of jellyfish. So obviously there's the one method that we that everyone knows to deal with Peeing jellyfish. Yes, but you can also put coke on it, and it also you know has a similar reaction to what uh, peeing on it does. Uh, so just so you know, and also clogged drains, uh, vinegar, baking soda, clears it up. Or you just you know pull all, all of the mess like Al was talking. About. I get the hanger, that little yeah. thing with all the teeth, and you. Jam no, I'll it just down go to Power Pro Plumbing. We'll just go to one of our people. <laughs> well, they could either pay a professional plumber or get a big gulp. One, one or the. I'm gonna at least try the big gulp method first. Lakers made a deal earlier today. Kendrick Nunn and three second round picks mm-hmm. are headed out, and Rui Hachimura from the Wizards is coming in. He is a big body who shoots reasonably well. This is what the Lakers need. The cost was pretty lowly. I like it. I, I don't know if it makes them a lot better, but it has the potential to make them a little better without a ton of exposure. So it's a need, right? I, I think ultimately for the Lakers right now, um, listen, it, it, there's no no reason to sugarcoat it. it. Anthony Davis has to be healthy. AD's got to be there for this final stretch. I think if you'd have told me they're about 18, maybe 19 games in without Anthony Davis in this specific injury. He got it December 16th against yep. Denver. They're above 500 without AD. I don't know how they've done it, but they're above 500 without Anthony Davis. This that's amazing. Like, that's I, am, I agree. No, that, I agree. That is legitimately amazing that that's true. And it, even by just one game, that this felt like if he's going to miss 20 games just to round it off. Yeah. Hey, listen, if you can win six or seven, that's pretty darn good. That they're winning half of them is amazing. Winning half of them. And, you know, I thought this morning – we were going to talk about, before the trade went down, which it went down, whatever, an hour and a half ago or something like that, I thought we were going to spend some time talking about, I don't know how they beat Memphis, but they did, and you got guys that just kind of keep grinding it out. Yesterday, you're down 25 on the road in Portland, which I don't know why Portland is, it always has been a really, really difficult place for the Lakers to win. They had it won, I think, there since 2019 was the last time they won. Down 25 at the half and come all the way back and win that game, I thought we were going to spend some time talking about that. Instead, um, they're a, a couple games or whatever it is over 500 without AD. It looks like Anthony Davis comes back this week. There's a chance that AD, maybe by the time you get to Saturday in Boston and you start that five-game road trip, uh, AD might be there. Lonnie Walker might be there. We'll see Rob's gonna, uh, Reeves is going to be reevaluating another week. But what the Lakers, one of their biggest issues walking into the season is – 
why do you have 24 guards? Why do you have 24 point guards? <laughs> right? You don't have you don't have enough wings. Well, you need one of them to be in the locker room to tell you to stay swaggy at the yes. half so you can come back from 25 down. You but, need you need one to do that. You don't have enough you don't have enough wings, you don't have enough size. At th- at least this Hachimura um for those who don't know um it's not like he's getting a lot of PT with the Wizards because Kyle Kuzma is there and they kind of both play that same exact role. Um, he shot over 40% from three on catch and shoots, right? Uh, uh, and the only reason why I mention that is because... He's going to get a lot of catch and That's going to be a lot game. of his looks. A lot of right. his looks is going to be the attentions on Braun. It's on AD. He's going to get those kind of looks. And just as important, he's a 6'8 wing, which is basically the perfect size that you could have in the NBA of somebody that can guard multiple positions. And Lakers are in desperate need of a player of that size. Will it work perfect? I have no idea. I just know that the Lakers have a need for someone like that, and someone like that's going to be coming in. All right, we got some phone calls that want to get in on this. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Let's go to Santa Ana and Enrique. Enrique, you're on with Travis Slee. What's going on? Rui, we did it, guys. We got, <laughs> well, first of all, first of all, happy Lunar New Year's to all my people. I'm a Mexican man. But I have a lot of people all over the world, the Vietnamese. It was Lunar New Year, everybody. And I was with them the last two days, and I made it to work. Happy just to hear this news. Just to hear this news. Amazing. And um, let me tell you why, guys. So Rui Hachimura, I've seen this guy since Gonzaga. He was a zag. He was putting up numbers. I remember he was about to get drafted. Or there was hype. And I've seen some of his international games, the Japanese games, uh, some World Cups, some uh, Olympic stuff. This guy's low-key. The thing is, we have a little Tokyo here in L.A. He needs to be comfortable. My man Hachimura, he needs ramen. He needs sashimi, the highest grade. And he needs AD and Braun to show him the way, baby. So we have pieces now. You know, I, I like Kendrick Nunn. He, was a, he started to come up, and uh, his trade value went up, clearly. And uh, now we have a legitimate 24-year-old, six-foot-eight, prototypical 3-and-D guy who, uh, you know, and I love Kuzma guys, but this guy's young. He's 24. I think he's ready. He's ready for that limelight. So I'm excited. Uh, I think this is an exciting time for L.A. basketball again since the Westbrook trade played out however it played out. I think we have a young guy that we, we could build on and, He's going to be a rotation player. Yeah, Enrique, let me get in there real quick. I appreciate the phone call, and and because you you have a lot of stuff in there that I think Al and I both want to respond to. Al, I want to I want to come back and I want to do what he was talking about, just from a pure basketball standpoint. What are the Lakers looking for him to do? Because he doesn't need to shine. He just needs to play. He he just needs to knock down some shots, which I think is exactly what the Lakers need and are looking for and may have found. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. All right, Slay, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit right here. Uh, four teams left. Who wins the Super Bowl? Um, why am I now all of a sudden just shifting and jumping on the bandwagon <laughs> of – I don't think it's a team you're thinking of. I, I think it's going to be Eagle Cincy now in the uh, – in the Super Bowl, and I, I think I'll take the Eagles. Really? Yeah, it's an overreaction to one win against the Giants. Yeah, you didn't you didn't seem super confident about that. No, you kinda, I wasn't. You, you kind of backed into that one a little bit. I mean, since his defense was so good against Buffalo, yeah. and we obviously know what what Burrow and Chase are doing, that's probably should be the pick. Uh, but they still got to go through KC first. I, I think that's my pick, right? The, the Cincinnati, and just looking as because. You go back to that first game that they played against Baltimore. Baltimore makes everything look ugly. That's what Baltimore does is everything the water. looks yep. hard and difficult. Mm-hmm. You don't score a lot of points against that team. They make you look a little out of sorts, but they won the game. They, a divisional game, too. A divisional game. Mm-hmm. They go in there last uh, weekend against uh, Buffalo. That that was a mismatch. That that felt And Buffalo's good. I know that it didn't look good on that, on, on that final Sunday. They're a good team that got pushed around by a road team in the snow. Well, Trav, they also struggled against Miami, right? Yes. So, I mean, that game, I think if we'd have picked, if you'd have ranked all the teams that made the postseason, if Miami's not the worst, they're, they're low on that list, right? And Miami was in the game with that, without Tua. Right, and they were they they had opportunities to potentially win that game. The turnovers of the Buffalo Bills they hadn't looked clean in a couple of weeks. So let's let's put it that way. So I'm here at Riviera. Uh, mm-hmm. It's media day at the Genesis Invitational. Going to play with the contest winner coming up here in just a little bit. Um, I want a little credit for exercising unbelievable self control. I walked Was over. Was there lasagna? There wasn't, but we're in the neighborhood. What yeah. they do have, Slee? I walked over to get my my little glass of water here. Mm-hmm. Go in there. Something smells amazing. I'm like looking around and what's going on? They have a carving station. There's guys handing out slabs of prime rib that are the size of a, a, a okay. laptop. All right. But, but, but can, <laughs> I, can I ask you a question? What's wrong with grabbing a, a little bit of a piece? You don't how need to have restraint. How am I going to eat a piece of prime rib in four minutes between commercials? It's just, I, I need to savor the you prime You can find ribs. a way. I have faith in you. <laughs> <laughs> you would find a way in four minutes no, to I get want, it done. But see, here's the thing. You yeah. want a little of the jus, right? The little the little the au jus that you put over there. A little bit of that horseradish cream. Sure. Just, every bite needs to be exactly. I just don't want to shovel it into my face. This isn't a Big Mac that you're just trying to eat to get to the next thing. It's a it's a 
prime rib. Do you That's notice something to savor? Do you guys notice that when Trav talks about good food, like quality food, his voice changes? <laughs> what do you mean? Like you go into a very, it becomes it's very soothing. It's oh, like it's you. almost like you become a therapist, and you're like, you know, you just got to make sure that you have just the right amount of this and the, the right your 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 voice changes a and little the bit. horseradish and you just put a little you know big we see what if you're doing it right you'll kind of mm-hmm. dip it in the jus first and then you just kind of drag the meat through just a little bit of the horseradish sure. there's a bite right there and now not today because we're working but maybe there's a glass of wine on the table and you take a little sip of the wine What's wrong with that kind of chit chat for a minute or so and then take another bite and i see I, i'm already i feel like i need a like a, a sterling silver candelabra on my okay. comrix here yeah the whole thing okay Kevin, but, what would you do if someone <laughs> random <laughs> dipped the prime rib in the au jus that everyone's sharing. Would well, you would you say something to them? That's animal behavior. Yes. Yeah, that's that, the media room. Uh, <laughs> that's that's that sleaze pulled pork that we're talking about. And right. they get all the way down to almost like about two inches deep in their uh, in their fingers. <laughs> Just two knuckles. <laughs> They're two knuckles deep in the pulled pork. Uh, I gave you an hour and nearly 22 minutes to tell me about the steak, and you haven't done it. Or is, okay, is, here we go. That bad? I, no, no, no. I got you. I got you. All right, so. Uh, cooked it uh, yesterday instead of Saturday, whatever circumstances. It was it was perfect. It was kind of right in the middle of the day. Uh, pre-game show wasn't going to start till four thirty, so I had some time to do it. Um, we actually did steak. We did a New York strip, and we did some salmon. Did some sweet potatoes like we did last time. Did some broccoli, some spinach. Kind of got the whole thing going. Some avocado as well. So it was a nice nice little spread there. The steak specifically. So the biggest difference now is. You were nice enough last week to bring up, bring in an eighty-pound cast iron skillet. <laughs> well, it's iron. I mean, by definition, it's heavy. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But you were nice enough to bring that in, and what you said was, "This is probably the game changer." That was probably eighty percent of the reason why you burnt when I was searing my steak. Trying to coach okay? you up a little bit, exactly. Sure. So. Um, my thought process right out the gate was, all right, I'm going to heat up the pan first. I'm going to put the, I had avocado oil, I think it was. I'm going to put avocado oil, but I'm going to put a little bit less than I put last time. If I need to add a little bit, then I'd rather, I'd rather add than have to subtract. Okay. Okay. But I actually put the right amount. It was enough to kind of just that one little layer all the way across the bottom. Right. Um, and then it got to searing. So, so, quick question: yep. for, Did you 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 heated up the pan with the oil in it, or with, and then you heated up the pan and then added the oil to it? Heated up the pan. Pan is piping hot. Okay. Then I added the oil, and then you let the oil get hot before you put the meat in. Right? Give it a second. Let it do its thing. It's kind of just uh, was the oil dancing sleeve. Was it kind of? That's shimmering? actually a good. That's a good description. Yep, yes. that's right. That's what Emily said. Um, yes. yes, it was. It was a little uh, shimmery. It was a little uh, genuine, Sh- right? Like shake. there was a little dancing going on, <laughs> like uh, Morales when he's in your own tooth. Exactly. Sure, sure. It was kind of giving its little bump like that. Okay, so um, then it's time. I had already, you know, paper towel on the steak. I already seasoned it. Just garlic powder. Um, pepper and kosher salt so i just use those three same thing again yep and i did what i did last week the difference was the time that i spent searing a lot different than a week ago okay so this time it was much more i'm i'm holding the steak out the tons i'm doing the fat side first okay i'm i'm putting that on and it was 
couldn't have been more than a minute. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, that looks good. I kind of based it more off of how it would look. Sure. Then I do one side, uh, kind of the same exact thing. I think I did what I had read before last week was two minutes on each side. Two minutes was way too long, at least for, for this specific, um, me Attempt. using exactly this so i i did about maybe a minute a minute and some change on one side i look it over i'm like okay that's that's a nice crisp right there okay turn it over do the same exact thing and then uh, and by the way if last week was a fog machine this week was uh, <laughs> i mean i couldn't i couldn't describe how much smoke but i i had no way of avoiding it i don't know how i could avoid it so anyways long story short take the steak from there did two minutes less in the oven. So I did nine minutes instead of the, I think it was 10 to 12 is what they were saying. Ooh, that's a lot. Let it sit. And um, it actually came out really good. It was pink in the center. Yeah. And uh, I think it was a successful uh, successful trip. So there, yeah. Why did you try to conceal that? That sounds <laughs> fine. It, you, it felt like you were holding on to like, and then the kitchen caught on fire and the fire department showed up. And if you I'm saw the smoke in the, the kitchen, I couldn't see my girl who was standing. That's normal. Six I mean, feet it's, away. it is normal to have a good amount of smoke sometimes, but do you have like a fan above your uh, oven or do you have windows in your kitchen? Have windows um, in the kitchen, so those were obviously opening okay. up. Um, she was ready to bring in like eleven fans to just <laughs> kind of right. get this place. So I was say, just do it before it you yeah. cook your steak. I, that's what I do. I put my fan on before it even starts, mm. and so it's, it like kind of gets some of it away first. What, what it is is Al that you're going to be the guy that you need the cast iron pan, and you're going to need one of those giant box fans from Home Depot, and just put it right by the window <laughs> and suck out all the smoke. I'm going to use cook. the same ones they use in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> they have those by yeah. the players. The big fog. I believe it's called a big fog, and you You're can right. uh, you could turn that thing on. Good. I'm glad it worked out. Are you uh, are you now one of those guys that's going to do it more often? Or are you like, yeah, that's done. I I did it once, and I'm good. No, hundred percent. We'll do it more often. It's nice. actually there's a there's a you said this before, kind of nice that whole process, kind of going through it, hundred percent. So it was. Uh, I'm gonna, but I kind of like trying to get one down. Let me get the New York steak down, and when I feel like I do, then we'll move on to something else. It is a Bud Light reaction Monday on 710 ESPN. We're reacting to everything that went down on the NFL Divisional Playoff Weekend. It is presented by Bud Light. Make Bud Light your game day beer. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. You must be 21 or older. Please enjoy responsibly. Uh, I am off the Brock Purdy train. He looked really, really nervous to me. Last night, they, they, he he got it done. They won the game. They won that game because George Kittle made a bananas catch. Yep. They 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 won the game because they were able to run the ball and spin a bunch of clock towards the end. Robbie Gold kicked a bunch of field goals, and Brock Purdy got away with at least three, if not more, balls that should have been interception that weren't. I don't think that happens two weeks in a row. And they got away because um, Dak was not good. They got away because yes. the offense of the Cowboys, I mean, the, the defense kept them in the game the entire time. They got away because Dak throws a, a a pick in the end zone. And as you said, in those kind of predicament situations, they feel like they have to go for it on fourth down because of their kicker. So they, they won that game. It, it I'm not trying to take away something from the 49ers because all you're supposed to do in the postseason is advance. True. But they didn't look like they thrived, and that's why, you know, the Eagles thrived against the Giants. I mean, did it, it didn't even— They smashed them. They smashed them. Yeah. The 49ers 
I don't know if got away is the right way to put it, but kind of they survived. survived. They survived. They they did not get the performance they needed at the most important position, but at least for a day it didn't matter. But I, I like what you said too, Al, that Dak kind of gave them a little bit as well. That was a, Especially at the end of the half like that, because Marr was just a basket case yep. and you can't really use him in that situation, you had to maybe be a little bit more aggressive than you might be otherwise. And that is a back-breaking interception that he threw because you at least you, you need to have some points instead San Francisco gets three going back the other way and I mean wh- what a difference it makes Robbie Gold has been in the league since you know YA Tittle and George Blanda and he's still just automatic every he just trots out there and just bang I don't I can't remember the last time that guy missed a kick and it's all you call plays differently. You call your defense differently. Mm-hmm. Everything is different because you know once you get inside about the 35, 40-yard line, you got three points on the board, and Dallas just didn't have that luxury. You don't see too many teams advance in the postseason who don't have a reliable kicker. No. Right? It's, no. I know we, we joke around of, oh, it's just a kicker. Do your job. That job is is critical, it's right? Hard. The the and teams it's hard. and 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 even if you put the hard to the side, but the teams that can rely on a good kicker that are not worried about kicking a fifty yarder instead of going for it on a fourth and six or something like that. That's just think about how much different that's for the play calling. Think about how much different it is when you want to be aggressive, when you don't, when you want to take chances, when you don't. Cowboys do not have that luxury, and they're out. And it's it's not a coincidence. So very quickly, mm-hmm. when Mar missed that first kick, it got blocked. But like yeah. we both said, that that was going to miss regardless. Your first emotional reaction was what? He's done. That's what I thought. Because I, I thought about our conversation last week, yeah. where we said, um, "I was hey, I'm giving him the first kick, but if he misses the first kick, the first extra point." There's really no other conversation to have. Like you, you had in three separate games. It's not like they all happen in one game. You had mentioned he missed one extra point the, the week prior. Then he missed the four in a row. And then he comes out to start off this one. If he misses, I know he hit one, but he misses an extra, extra point. That's kind of like, all right, now we're going for two and we're going for it on fourth downs. But they still got a couple field goals in. My, my first reaction was, I'm worried about this guy. This is not good because th- this is a, this might be the end of his career you're looking at. Not just his end of his Dallas Cowboys. If he can't kick PATs, you just flat out can't use him. Yeah. And, and and he clear it clearly was a mental thing, not a physical thing. He's in his own head to such a point that if we're not going to use him, and they really didn't after that, that what happens to this guy moving forward? Very, very, very scary and a little bit funny, if I'm being honest, to just because six out of PATs, those are supposed to okay, be what were you at, were, were you, when he's going up to kick, even when he's going to kick in the field goals, do you yeah. want him to hit it or do you just enjoy the, I wanted him to hit the field goal? I kind of did because I honestly, I was like, this guy needs a break. Like, I, I don't want to watch a guy have a nervous breakdown on TV. I, I, re- I really don't want to watch that. But when he made it, I'm like, yeah, kind of would have been interesting had he missed it. <laughs> that, that might have been instantly, a little bit interesting. Instantly too. you regretted it. You're like, gosh, dang <laughs> See, it. that's what you get for rooting for somebody. Always root against, Al. Always, always, always root against. Factor Cap is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hey guys. Uh, so my first emotional reaction to what happened uh, with Brett Maher was to laugh. I, I laughed. I So my friends were over, we were watching the game, we had pizza and everything, and then I was explaining to some of them, my roommates, who hadn't watched, didn't know what happened with Brett Maher. I was like, so this is what happened to this guy before the kick, so this is why, if it misses, we are going to erupt in laughter. And that's what happened. And it, it was, it was it, honestly great. It was So I'm watching it with Michael, Al. And he misses that first kick, and Michael's a pretty sensitive kid, and he, he just says to me, "Dad, that's it." Yeah, <laughs> just like what, what what's going on? Like what how, I, I feel for this guy. He just looks at me, Dad. He missed again. <laughs> like I know, man. <laughs> look away. Don't look directly at it. You it you set watch. it up earlier that what if they scored a touchdown? They're down nineteen to twelve. Yes, and now it's nineteen to eighteen. And you're putting him back in there to take the game to overtime, or are you two. saying, "Yeah, I'm going for I'm, two. I'm going for two. I can't argue it. Yeah. What do you got for us, Sam? Yeah. All right. So, um, <laughs> in the Chiefs Jaguars, uh, someone on Twitter, a Jaguars fan, was trying to, I guess, like shame a Chiefs uh, fan. So she had, um, <laughs> they were up in like the 500 sections of um, of Arrowhead, and she pulled out of her pocket a baked potato, and then started eating a baked potato while watching the game. So she's just getting her carbs in. She's trying to keep herself, you know, to get less drunk. But he posted on social media to essentially shame her, and she came back and shamed him for, like, videotaping her, regardless. It was funny. So a pocket baked potato is nothing to be ashamed of. Travis Fettercap. I'm kind of inspired. I I think she's an innovator. (laughs) I think this is something I didn't know was an option that I'm intrigued by. I'd like to hear more of her presentation. Like, do you bake it the day before and just keep it warm in some foil? Do you have to do it right before you leave for the stadium? Is she baking them on the grill out in the parking lot? Does she have sour cream and chives and butter in her other pocket to, <laughs> to get this thing going? Who doesn't like a baked potato? I didn't know it was a, a, a handheld food, but yeah, I, I, I think she's an innovator. Al? Um, yeah, I'm going to go cap on this one. Not exactly <laughs> the best snack that I want to have, and I think it's because of what you just said, Trav. I would like to load up my potato. Well, sure. But there's some work that needs to be done to it, right? I mean, I would. It would be in a perfect world. Um, it, it, it At the tailgate, yes, absolutely. Maybe they ran out of time at the tailgate. And she decided, all right, I'm just going to take the pocket. potato, and I'm going to get up there. But um, it's not going to be my favorite one. I will say that is I'm with you on the, the – someone taking a video of her eating the potato. She just randomly taking a video, posting it up, kind of calling her out. That's a little weird, buddy. 
a little weird to do that. But I'm just saying, one, uh, how does it get through security? They, they they scan you. They look in your pockets, take everything out of your pockets, and you pull out a baked potato, and they're like, okay, But if respect, it wasn't wrapped on. in anything, I mean, it's just you got a big lump in your pocket. Yeah. I mean, it's nobody's <laughs> business. Well, and, and what is a security guard going to do if somebody, if I'm if I'm checking people and they have a baked potato, I'm just like, just go through. Just go through. I don't know what you want me to do with this. Honestly, I'd, I'd ask for half and then let them go through. <laughs> I do think it's good on her to get her some carbs in so she doesn't get too drunk. Uh, Taylor? Cap, I like this idea. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, just I, the tin foil would be the problem. You can't probably sneak that in very well. So, putting all the sour cream, the butter on, and then not having anything to place it on. I don't know. You need a plate once you get in the stadium. There's a lot of you know factors <laughs> that you have to consider going into this. But it's a genius idea. All right, so uh, a lot of work. <laughs> I don't know. It, it seems great. And honestly, it's probably saves her a bunch of money. I think she's great. So, uh, a middle of a, uh, so Daniel Jones uh, in the game against the Eagles lost his contact. So then he had to find the contact. You've got to put it back in, get new contacts, all that good stuff. So, a middle of a football game is the worst place to lose your contact. Alan, Fetter Cap. Yeah, because it's on the turf or the grass or whatever they got there in Philly. That's got to be the worst. Because if, if it's on a basketball floor, which we've seen it happen, at least, okay, it's hardwood. Um, they keep the floor so clean the entire time as well. Like there's, I think it would be easier to grab. Now I don't have contacts. I don't wear contacts. I think both Trav, you and Taylor have talked about having contacts on in the past. Um, I, uh, I I think there are worse places, or I don't think there's a worse place than a football field. Trav. There's no good place to lose it. First of all, I wore contacts for 20 years, probably yeah, maybe 15. But if you lose it, it is awful because now you either have to take the other one out and you can't see a thing or now you're going to be putting in one hand over the your other eye the entire time trying to figure out like a pirate kind of situation which eye is better to look through i've lost them playing golf before and you can't do anything it's like you're asking everybody every where to go is this what's that going on it is never a good place to lose it but in an nfl game at least then it's gone and they're disposable now right like hopefully the trainer's got a backup set that he can just pop in over on the sidelines and keep it moving it's not like they're they used to be where if you lost it you you know you had to sell your car to replace it it, it doesn't doesn't exist like that anymore <laughs> yeah and maybe like if he was seeing ghosts it would make more sense if he had like one contact out uh taylor Cap. So I wear contacts too, and I think the worst place to lose it would be in traffic, say on the 405 or somewhere like that, where you know it gets stuck in the back of your eye or it falls out completely, and you don't have any way of. I mean, you got to pull over at that point. I can't see crap without my contacts, so that'd be a nightmare. All right. So yesterday, my friends and I they came over. We had like you know I I had the pizza, but everyone else kind of brought snacks and other good stuff. Um, and one of the things that did not get eaten in with my group was the queso dip. So queso dip is overrated. Taylor, factor cap. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't hear people really rating it highly that often. I don't, I think it's properly rated. You know, it's something that I'll, I'll turn to sometime at a, you know, a party that has that kind of food, but I don't know. It's properly rated. Trev? I think Taylor's right. It's pro- it's fine if you get if you do it really well with some chilies and a little bit of heat and a little bit of cayenne and those sorts of things. You can kind of elevate it a little bit, but just general queso like out of a jar or something like that that you're heating up is pretty mid to begin with. So I, I, I'm with Taylor. I think it's properly rated. It it is an item that I am. If you said to me, "Hey, Trav, bad news, all of the queso in the history of the world has been eradicated forever." 
I'd be okay with that. I could keep it moving, <laughs> and it wouldn't bother me all that much. Oh. Well, I love also on the cans. It's like uh, sort of made with, or in the jars, <laughs> sort of made with real cheese. You know, like sounds good. That sounds appealing. Um, listen, if we're doing a power ranking of dips here, it, it's further down the ranking, yes. right? It's not in. Uh, you got your guacamole. You got your salsa. There's things way ahead of uh, the queso dips. I think it kind of goes what you just said, Taylor. It's properly rated. I'm not walking in looking for that. I'm looking for a lot more things. And if that's the only thing left, then okay, we'll take a couple chips, dip it in there, but I don't need it. Nothing's worse than like really bad stadium nacho cheese. Ugh. And it's just like drenched over something you got. It just ruins a meal. So yeah, not a fan. Emily, did you make the queso? I did not make the queso. It was a friend that brought okay, it good. and they brought it from a jar. Yeah, so, I, was, I was just going to yeah. ask you because that's a weird thing when you're the person that makes the thing that yeah. no one eats. It's like, oh boy. No, that's when you just keep going around and putting it on people's plate. Hey, let me, let let me, me put a spoon of this let here. Me here. <laughs> the burger looks like it's queso free. Let me load that thing up. Right, exactly. So I'm going to play this clip. It's from Sal Paul Antonio. He was uh, he was the um, on-site at the Eagles game, and he was talking about uh, a fun thing that happened with uh, their tailgating over there. Well, I rolled up here, you know, last night, and a lot of guys were in line to get tickets to the Philadelphia Wings lacrosse game at 1 o'clock. And I'm like, okay. fellas, what are you doing? And what are you doing? They said, well, if we get tickets to the lacrosse game, we can get into the parking lot at 8 a.m. Yes. and start drinking uh, for the Eagles game. That is well It's a Philly thing. It's a Philly thing. It's great. And then also one of the things about Philly is like all of their – all of their um, – uh, stadiums are like all right next to each other. So like Wells Fargo, uh, the Lincoln uh, Financial Field, and their uh, Phillies stadiums all right there. So it's really fun. But the longest that you can tailgate is four hours. Travis, factor cap. Cap. I, I have I, I have one tailgate on my books every single year that lasts far longer than four hours. Now, if I was doing it every weekend, I don't know if I need a, a six, seven, ten-hour tailgate. You know, ten times a year. But we do the Rose Bowl tailgate. The one in the morning is about four hours long. The one in the afternoon is about I don't know two and a half, three somewhere it is. So it's it's a nice full day, but I don't need to do it all the time. And it's not just for the drinking, which don't get me wrong, I like to have a, a couple of cocktails along the way, but it's for the eating. That then you you can't stuff it all in in a short period of time. You got to kind of stretch it out a little bit. Al, um, this is this is fact for me. This, four hours is that's plenty. That's perfect. I'm going to use as an example. When Berg and I went to Chargers Raiders first game of the season at SoFi, I think we got there around 10 a.m. Kickoff was around 125. We had plenty of time to do everything. We had plenty of time to drink, plenty of time to walk around, plenty of time to get to the stadium, plenty of time to go through the lines, get some stuff at the concession, and then sit and literally kickoff starts. Four hours is perfect for me. Taylor? I'm with Slee. Yeah, four hours. Even that's kind of pushing it, you know. But two or three would be ideal if it's cold weather, especially. But yeah, fours, yeah, that's a good time. By the way, is Philly going to become the team that you got the Phillies that lose in the World Series, Oof. the Union lose to LAFC in oh, the MLS? Right. Mm-hmm. The Flyers aren't any good, so don't worry about but that. But could the Eagles be the team that gets to the Super Bowl? Could they have three teams in the same year, Trav? By the way, they the get Sixers, to the championship. The Sixers could easily find their way into the finals and lose sure. too. Sure, that, that's not a totally unrealistic scenario. I'm kind of rooting for it. Grease the polls, everybody. <laughs> I'm sure that the people in Philadelphia will take it in good humor. 
Just they're, they're, they're oh, they'll be completely e- okay with it. Very yeah. easygoing sort of uh, citizenry in, in Philadelphia. No reaction whatsoever. Um, looking at the AFC, looking at where the Chargers are and what they have, are they ever going to crack that? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So I don't know if you've infected me. I don't know if this is something that it's a good start. Where <laughs> that because we spent a lot of time together, we're going to start to see things similarly and whatnot. But I've kind of got this Charger thing going that I think you'd appreciate. Okay. Um, I'm watching the games this weekend. You watch Josh Allen, who's terrific, made some bad decisions, but what he, he's he's going to be in the mix for a very long time. The Bills are going to be in the mix for a very long time. You look at. Patrick Mahomes, I don't even need to say anything else, right? He's Patrick Mahomes and keep it moving. Joe Burrow has established himself, if he's not the best quarterback in football, then he's tied with whoever is the best Mm -hmm. quarterback in football. You got Lamar Jackson in the AFC. Mm -hmm. You got Tua when he was playing, was pretty darn good as well. And then you got Herbert and the Chargers. And these guys keep getting either not in at all or bounced early. I didn't mean, mean Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence looked sure. really good during mm-hmm. the postseason this year. They're in a really weird spot because you look at McDermott and Allen, sure. You look at what Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Zach Taylor are doing, sure. We know what KC is. Doug Peterson plus Trevor Lawrence looks like a team that's going to be a good team for a while. And then you got Justin Herbert who can make every throw there is to make in a football field. But what are, what are we talking about with this team? They're constantly underachieving. And these are only AFC. We're not even talking about Jalen Hurts and the 49ers and those teams. Just in that half of the draw, they're like the seventh or eighth best team, hmm. even though they have a quarterback that may be generationally talented and they can't do anything for the guy. It's They are set up for failure for the foreseeable future. All right. I, I'm going to. I remember when, was it two weeks ago now? Chargers were up 27 nothing. They end up losing that game, right? 31-30. <laughs> end up losing that game. I know it kind of sounds funny, but... It is funny. We, we right when that game happened, and then we had our show on Monday, kind of late into the Chargers, and the conversation started about Staley, 
oh, Staley going to – is he staying? Is he not? They end up firing their offensive coordinator. They end up firing, I think, their quarterbacks coach, something like that. So they made small moves. Um, you know, the the – the garage is flooded underwater, but we're going to put new windows in the living room so nobody sh- nobody notices what's going on in the garage. Um, everything you just said is right, and I'm going to go back to starts at the top. It really, really does because I think if you took if you took Herbert and you put him with an organization that had a lot of pressure to win, if you put him in an organization where um, their number one goal is to win, mm-hmm. that their fan base does not allow them. You know they're using platforms like Sports Talk, whatever the case is, to really, really get on them every single week if they're not performing or they're underperforming. Um, it would be for Justin Herbert, somebody of that talent. The Chargers didn't lack talent in the playoffs this year. They didn't lack talent last no. year. They should have been a playoff team. Uh, but what they do lack, in my opinion, is someone at the absolute top that understands I got to do whatever it takes to find a way for a guy like Justin Herbert to succeed at the absolute most because he is one of those guys. And I'm not saying that he can't do it, but I don't think that organization... It's it's tougher to do it with the Chargers than it would be with the Steelers or the Ravens or the Patriots or the Kansas City Chiefs, some of these other teams that I feel like from top to bottom, they're better run. Well, let's look at it like this, right? So uh, Jacksonville got into the divisional round of the playoffs, and they did it the year after being the worst team in the league. Mm -hmm. And they did it, and and I'm not going to compare Brandon Staley to Urban Meyer because Brandon Staley is Sean McVay compared to Urban Meyer. But but the point is they changed really, and they went out and got Christian Kirk, and they did some other things as well, but – they got a lot better talent-wise, and then they went out and got a real NFL head coach in Doug Peterson because Shad Khan said, all right, Meyer is a clown. Yep. Get him out of here. Go get me a real guy. And happened really, really quick. The Chargers are going to continue to do this thing where they kind of – like you said, they've got plenty of talent. But when you look at the this three-headed monster, right, owner, quarterback, coach, they're dead last – because the only thing they have figured out is the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Where when you look at the owner quarterback coach combination of these other teams, whether it's Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, or whether it's Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor, or whether it's uh, Sean McDermott and Josh Allen, the, these are really good combos or three headed monsters. And you have a coach that has been in the way and an owner that doesn't seem to care that he's in the way and is unwilling to fix it. If I'm Justin Herbert, I'm banging my head on the desk. Well, and, and that's that's the part that. John mentioned this two weeks ago. Where's where's the pressure going to yeah. come from in L.A.? And I don't think that pressure is going to be there because even if you and I say, "Oh, I can't believe um, Spanos is doing this, doing that," it, it's going to go away. And you know it, what? What it take two days, and then the conversation <laughs> just went away. Yeah. So Dean can just sit back and be like, "All right, well, this fire is going to go out here pretty quick," and he can continue to operate in a winning is not the most important thing matter because I think that's clear for the Chargers. And by the way, that was the case in San Diego too. It's not like this just started in L.A. Right. In San Diego is just different because they were one of the big fishes here there. A, a small fish in a big pond. Is Mace coming in next? Is that what's happening? Yeah, Mace going to come. I think John's going to come in too. So we'll oh, uh, nice. 
Start got, things off a little early here. Got a little. Uh, I got a twelve o'clock tea time that I got to get to. Slee, as a, as a Riviera person, I'm going to have to leave it right here with okay, you. Okay, real, real quick before, can you give us? Can you give us what's what's it looking like? When's lunch? It is. What are well, you going to do drink wise? Help us out here. The lunch is already come and gone. I missed that because I'm here with you. The there'll be some drinks out on the course, some sodas Jeez. and Gatorades and things like that. But uh, it's a perfectly beautiful day, a little windy, and I'm going to go shoot 900. But I'm going to enjoy every single second of it. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.